Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> Kia ora everybody, I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Jenna. Jenna takes us through her two birth stories of her babies, Eddie and Thea. They're two extremely different birth stories, and I won't talk about them too much. I'll let Jenna do that. But as a bit of a sneak peek, she takes us through her preeclampsia journey with her first birth and then her very quick and unplanned home birth with her second. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Jenna. Thanks for joining me this morning. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for having me. No problem. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you and your family? Um, well, I have two beautiful little babies. Um, I have Eddie, who is two and a half, and I have Thea, who is seven months. Yeah, and where do you guys live? Um, we are currently living in Topor. We moved down from Hamilton in oh, August just to better our lives and whatnot because Hamilton is just ridiculous at the moment. <laughs> yeah, cool. Awesome. And do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey to pregnancy? Did you and your partner plan to get pregnant the first time around? Do you want to take us through that? No, no, it was completely unplanned. We were uni students. Um, I was even bartending and had my last exam at the time and I wasn't feeling 100%. So I went to the doctor and had a pregnancy test. Lo and behold, it was a big fat positive and <laughs> we were kind of beside ourselves for a little minute there, but unfortunately we lost that pregnancy and then three months on we fell pregnant with Eddie and that was quite exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. What a shock and sort of three months, a big, big thing to go through. Uh, yeah. We still hadn't quite, we still haven't wrapped our heads around the fact we've got two kids, but um, yeah, no, it was quite, quite the shock, especially because we hadn't really known each other all that long and I was always told that it'd be difficult for me to have kids so it was it was quite the yeah. shock <laughs> yeah and I think did you mention in your email that you were using contraception as well when you got pregnant yes both yes yes we were we were yeah. trying to avoid so you were on the pill yes yes um <laughs> and we also used condoms and yeah no it didn't didn't stop these babies coming through <laughs> Yeah. So how did you find out that you were pregnant the second time around? Um, I was, cause I just finished, um, uni. So I was going to go out with some friends, but then I was like, I was feeling a little bit achy. So I, um, like in my boobs, so I had a pregnancy test and that put a damper on my going out plans. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so I was, I was getting yeah, I was getting ready to go out and then put the test and had a shower and come out and I was like, oh, okay then. Well, it's it's nice. <laughs> Threw the test at my partner <laughs> yeah. John and he's like, cool, and just carried on with his PlayStation game. Very nonchalant about the whole thing. Cool. And did you have many pregnancy symptoms early on? With Edie, I was quite sick from probably six weeks until I was about. 16 weeks it was I wouldn't say I had um HG but it was pretty bad and I even had to take time off work yeah that wasn't the best situation yeah and what about after 16 weeks did you have many other symptoms throughout that time no not at all not until I probably about 30 weeks I started showing signs of preeclampsia um increased heart rate um, swelling and, and then I had the protein present in my urine. So that was quite fun. I ended up in hospital at just after 37 weeks with preeclampsia. And then we, Eddie was born just after 38 weeks because I was induced. Oh, wow. That was and fun. Just if we take yeah. a quick step back a little bit, did you and your partner, John, go to any antenatal classes or anything like that before oh, you gave birth? No, this? we, we wanted to, um, we wanted to go to antenatal, but we were bartenders at the time. So we, um, were working nights and I like that the times where the, um, antenatal yeah. classes were on. So we couldn't really do them, but so we just winged it and <laughs> hope for the best. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And do you want to take us through your induction and then into your birth story now? Okay, okay. Um, so my induction, I was induced via cervidal. It's like a shoelace they put up around your cervix. And I didn't have the best time with the insertion. I did not enjoy it one little bit. It was quite painful for me. But it, the doctors and well, midwives that inserted it told me that it'll, my, I'll probably go into labor in a few days, but that afternoon, I was sorry, I was induced at 10 a.m. And that afternoon at 3.30, I went into labor. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, so that was was quite nice, actually, to be able to go into, like, it was happening fast. Um, and then it didn't really progress. Um, and then at, I think it was, oh, 10.30, I was given some... Um, sleeping pills to help me try and sleep away the um the pain kind of thing just until it progressed and then I woke up at around two and I needed to go to the bathroom so I and then went to the bathroom had my show and the midwives on duty came in assessed me and said I was nine centimeters and I got rushed down to delivery um and then oh, wow. it kind of slowed down and I was given oh, I can't even remember the name is it the drug and the drip to help things move along uh, um, and then that's the one yeah um and at eleven fourteen, I gave birth to Edie I also had an epidural so about 5 30 that morning I had an epidural and yeah. so like at 11 a.m. I was told that I needed to start pushing because everything looked like it was all good to go. Because if I put my hand down between my legs, I could literally feel Eddie's head. It was the most bizarre <laughs> feeling ever. <laughs> um, and so yeah, at 11, 
o'clock I started pushing and yeah, eleven fourteen he was born. Amazing. And did you have any tearing or anything like that? I had a second degree tear internally. So that was fun with the epidural wearing off and I could feel the stitches. Yeah. Awesome. And did you know that you were having a boy? Oh yes, yeah, sorry, I knew I was having a boy. Yeah, so that was quite exciting yeah, for, awesome. him, for him to come out and actually be a boy. So I was just <laughs> yeah. so worried that he wasn't going to be a boy. So I just I really yeah. wanted a boy. And, yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to say with the epidural, I had had a catheter. So um, what was being filled in the catheter was it appeared I was having liver failure. Liver failure? Kidney, kidney failure, sorry. Um, oh, Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, the, the the color of my urine was cola colored, oh, <laughs> and that exciting. was to do with the preeclampsia, or it was something yeah. Else. So I was yeah, so I was having organ failure from the preeclampsia. So I wasn't um right. able to go to any birthing units to do my recovery. Yeah, and so you had to stay in the hospital for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I had to stay in the hospital, and which was kind of good because I was having problems with my latch um all the midwives in the hospital told me that I had good technique putting my breasts into his mouth but he was just having a really hard time latching on and so we saw a lactation consultant and she told like well I suppose diagnosed me with having flat nipples so we were given a nipple shield and so that made breastfeeding him a lot hell of a lot easier yeah, and so oh, and um, how long did you use the nipple shield for? We used the shield with Eddie for twelve days because I unfortunately had to stop breastfeeding him because I had heart failure pre uh, a week or so previously, um, due to preeclampsia oh and the gosh. medication that given me was leaching through into my milk and also drying me up at the same time. Oh, okay, and so do you want to take us through? Yeah. That then, uh, sort of a bit of the background and why that whole heart failure probably happened? Yeah, so the night we left the hospital, so we left the hospital on the Tuesday after he was born, um, and we spent the night at home, and I woke up Wednesday morning thinking I was having an asthma attack. Um, tried to remedy it, just carried on throughout my day, and... About 7.30 that night, I just, I was just like, I still can't breathe. And so, um, John and I went to the hospital and they, I got rushed into recess because I was having heart failure. And so my lung, my heart wasn't working as well as it should have. And my lungs were filling with fluid. Oh my goodness. What a scary thing to have happen <laughs> after you've just given birth. Yeah. It was, yeah. So it wasn't the nicest. Um, so essentially, so I'm glad that I, decided to go to the hospital because I really I just would have yeah. played it off like no nah, it's, it's no big deal you know sure I'm just being a hypochondriac but no it was <laughs> apparently a big deal yeah and so what was the treatment yeah, so we spent for the, that how long did you have to spend in hospital um, I spent a week in Hamilton's cardiology ward with a newborn and I was given so I was on aspirin um, a drug called metoprolol for high blood pressure, um, a drug called ferrosamide to get the fluid off my lungs, which also helped me lose all my baby weight within a couple of days. 
but that's the drug that also dried me up. And there was another one as well to help with, um, what help with my heart, but I can't remember the name of it. Um, that's the one that was leaching over into my milk and the, I was told that it may happen. So yeah. I was at peace. Like I was, I was okay with the fact that I had to stop breastfeeding because I knew it may happen. It was a little gutting, but I was okay with it. Yeah. And so after that week in hospital, were you able to go home? Yes. Yeah. So I went, well, John and I went home to my parents' house just to rest, um, take things nice and slow and have that extra pair of hands um, just so yeah. I didn't overdo it and end up back in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And did you stay with your mum for a while or how did you adjust to that sort of newborn period? Um, so we, once we left the hospital, we, yeah, we went and stayed with my, my father and we spent about a week there and just winged it really. I mean, Eddie as a newborn. He was a pretty good baby. Um, but once, yeah, once we switched him onto formula, then that was a little bit difficult because he ended up having reflux and was a little bit colicky. Yeah. So <laughs> ended up a little bit sleep deprived and a little bit mental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how did you find your physical recovery from giving birth? I mean, obviously you spent time in the hospital because of your other conditions, but what about sort of giving birth, how did you recover physically and even emotionally from that experience? Um, with Because I was bedridden, I ended up with a minor infection in my stitches, so I was given some antibiotics for that. But I think also being bedridden helped me, I guess, rec- like physically recover. I suppose pretty easy to just bounce back, I guess. But um, emotionally, I, I don't know. I just... I guess I just kind of did it. Is it it's, yeah. I suppose I just had this little person to focus on. I just um, put everything else out of my mind and just looked after yeah. this beautiful little boy. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And did you get your period back after a little while because you weren't breastfeeding anymore? Um, I got it back. I had, well, I had postpartum bleeding for on and I guess I would probably my period as well, but I bled for 12 weeks um, on and off. So, so like I'd be bleeding yeah. for like a week, have a day or two, and then bleed again. And so I guess my period was in on that too. Yeah, yeah. So that was and fun. When, yeah. did you, <laughs> when did you think about starting a second baby? Was that planned or? No, not really. Not really. Um, so yeah. it was more of a surprise as well. Um, cause the funny thing is I, people all around me know I'm pregnant before I know I'm pregnant. <laughs> um, it's the most bizarre thing with Eddie. We, after work when I picked up a, um, a friend cause she was a bit inebriated and then she just started rubbing my tummy and saying like, there was like a baby Jack in there and, <laughs> So that was oh, really wow. funny. And then it turned out that I was pregnant at the time. And then my mum and <laughs> yeah. family started asking me if I was pregnant um, when I was pregnant with Thea. And I was like, no, that's not me. But it turns out it was me. So. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's very bizarre. Very bizarre. So whenever yeah. someone and says that, oh, someone's having a baby, I'm like, it better not be me. 
<laughs> yeah. And so did you just take a pregnancy test because you thought that you should or you missed a period or what, what made you take yeah, a test? I just, I, so on a Saturday night before my sister's boyfriend's 21st, I had what I thought would be the start of my period, but it was um, implantation bleeding. And so when it didn't show up um, in a few days, I was like, oh, maybe I should take a test. And lo and behold, got a positive on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And so you're pregnant with your second baby. How are you feeling emotionally about that? John was a little bit stressed, um, but we were excited nonetheless. And and then when we found out she was a girl, I was a little bit disappointed because I wanted another boy but he was absolutely wrapped because he wanted a daughter yeah awesome and did you think that you wanted to go back to the same hospital no 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 I never want to go to hospital ever again in my life (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) no so we so did you um, plan on a birthing center yes well well that was the plan anyway we were all booked in to go to our birth center because I um I needed to have an iron infusion, and so with that, I was allowed to birth at the birthing centre. So had that done, had my infusion done, and we were all ready to set. We were all booked in to go to River Ridge, and then the day after, well, I suppose a couple of hours after my, maybe 12 hours? No, what time did I have that? Um, Just under a day after I had my iron infusion, I woke up in labour. Oh, wow. And what was the reason for needing the iron infusion? Oh, I'm I'm anemic, so and so with every pregnant well, with the pregnancies, it just makes it even makes it worse. So I so I had to have an iron infusion with Eddie as well. Um, so okay. yeah, with the iron infusion, my mum had come down to look after Eddie while I went and had it done. So I'm very glad that she'd come down to have it done, like for my infusion, because yeah. she was asleep and I woke her up. I'm like, hey mum, you ready to be in a nanner again? And she's like, what? <laughs> So that was cool. Yeah, awesome. Do you want to take us through that then and your labor and into your birth story? So on the the morning of June sixteenth, so two AM, I woke up having contractions and they weren't regular. So and they were about ten minutes apart. So I just tried to sleep through them and try and get some sleep between them, but then they just the pain was just too much to sleep through. And so at three o'clock I started timing them, um, and then so I laboured quietly by myself until five o'clock, and then I woke John up and said that I was in labour, and I'm glad I did too. And then at five thirty, they just the pain just started getting more intense, and they just started getting closer together. So I um, just waited it out a little bit more, and then jumped in the shower about six o'clock. At 6.30, I got out, and I was like, I think I need to push. And my mum's like, oh, my goodness. What? I was like, I think I, think I, ne- I think I need to push. And she's like, and so she rang my midwife, and so, and she had just come hot, got home from another birth, and she was going to have a shower and then come around, but she decided to just, no, I'm, I'm going to get in the car and come around. And... As she, my mum was on the phone to my midwife, I was like, I need to push. And my body just started involuntarily pushing. I'd made it to my bedroom and my waters broke all over the floor and the bed. And oh, it was, 
was like, I'm not doing this here. I'm not having this baby at home. And so we tried to get <laughs> to the car to head to the birthing unit, but my body just had other plans. And my poor mom, she was beside herself. She was down at my yeah. lower region, just making sure that, you know, everything was okay and getting ready to catch this baby if she needed to. And luckily my midwife <laughs> yeah. arrived on the scene just as I was about to push out um, Leah's head. And, oh, Lord, it was, yeah, so I oh, had this baby in my bedroom, just holding onto my bed and the wall for support. And I had John behind me and, yeah, ended up having an unplanned home birth. It was very fast. Yeah. Wow, what a what a crazy experience that would have been. Yeah, so I wanted to have a drug-free birth. So at least I got that, but I didn't get my water birth that I wanted. <laughs> yeah. And so you're obviously at home. Did you birth the placenta okay as well? Yeah, so I um so my midwife got me onto my bed and we I birthed the placenta and I had a slight graze, so that was quite a right. And then we, um, yeah, everything was perfect. The, um, it turns out I had a short, um, umbilical cord, what you call it? Yeah. And, yeah. um, so when I was given Thea, I had to bend down to hold her and kind of like shuffle backwards onto my bed. So that was quite funny. <laughs> and then we, awesome. um, and how did Thea go with latching? She, she was, she's a dream. She's an absolute dream. I, um, yeah. I had my nipple shields ready to use if I needed to. Um, we used them for a couple of days, but then she just, um, we went to Auckland one day and I lost my shields. And so I had to feed her within, like, just, uh, just with my breast. And so I did that yeah. and she, and from then on, she just refused the shield. So. I've been breastfeeding her for the last seven months, no shield, so I don't know where my that oh, location awesome. consultant <laughs> Yeah, got the fat yeah, yeah. The, the flat nipples. So I've been able to feed her fine and she has a slight lip tie, so yeah. yeah. Awesome. And how did you go with your physical recovery from this birth? Was there anything dramatic like there was last time or you were okay? No, I was ab- it was absolutely fine. I as it's been great actually it's been such a good this birth experience has just been absolutely amazing yeah amazing and what about emotionally obviously such a different birth experience how did you deal with having a newborn and a toddler and what was that like for you (laughs) uh it's it's been trying but because eddie eddie was there when thea was born he pretty much saw her being born. So I think that's made the transition for him a lot easier, which made it easier for me. But there has been moments where it's been a little bit trying. Yeah. And have you got your period back while you're still breastfeeding or you haven't got it back yet? Still nothing. It's been great, actually. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) And are you planning on extending your family anymore or you think you're complete with two little babies? My brain says I'm done, but my heart and my ovaries say no, but I I think we're done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's probably tough after your amazing second birth experience. Yeah, so we'll we'll just leave it at the good and don't go anymore just in case. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
like it's just crazy how different they've both been. Um, yeah, it's just birth amazes me. It, like they just every time is just so different. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your experiences with us. I think everybody's going to love your story. So thank you for sharing. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 